Welcome to the Why 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 Show, a comedy podcast about search histories, life, and cockle doodle doos. I'm Jingan and I'm Eliza, and in this podcast, we are going to talk about interesting things that we search for on the internet this week. But first, we need to make a small disclaimer. This is a comedy podcast, and we do our best to research the things that we find. If there's anything that is factually inaccurate, please send us your corrections through our social media channels. You can find us at YYY Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Awesome. Okay, we are back. It's the end of the year. And we are back with a brand new season. And this is the good news of 2022 episode. You are from the group of people that says 2022. <laughs> is it? <laughs> so normally people nowadays, they will say 2022. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. I don't know why I suddenly said 2022. Because you live through year 2000, right? Maybe. Yeah. Then we used to call it 2001, 2002. Oh... 2001. Anyway, this whole thing is <laughs> unnecessary. Inconsequential. Inconsequential banter. <laughs> Alright. I just wanted to preamble before we go into so that they know it's a special episode. Oh. Alright, let's start the show. Yay! Okay, so Eliza, what is your good news of 2022? My good news is... Mars. <laughs> In capital letters. Oh, hmm... M-A-R-S. So it's not the planet. Not the planet. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think it could be? Hmm. Maybe it has to do with Mars. But they purposely make like, you know, the acronym is like M-A-R-S. Uh-huh. But then it's like Mars, blah, 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 blah. I really told you. Right? <laughs> it's nothing to do with the planet. <laughs> Insist. Insist. No, it has nothing to do with that other planet. Oh, then what is it? Is it mm, marine conservation? No. Is it mummy discovery? No. Is it McDonald's? No. <laughs> Why would McDonald's be good news? <laughs> I don't know, maybe they started some charity or something. Like Mars, right? McDonald's, anti... What's the bad thing that's like R? McDonald's are really scientific. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) That's the title, is it, of this episode? (laughs) No, 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 no. Mars stands for Methane Alert and Response System. Oh. What do you think it does? It's like, there's too much methane in the air. Mm. Code red, code red. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, like correct. La. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it does that. It's the system that the UN, the United Nations, will use to hunt down sources of climate warming methane. So, mm. they will use the space satellites, right, mm. to identify the areas producing a lot of methane. Oh. And they'll put this data into a public database. Oh. So, people can see. Oh. Where is this? Where is the problem coming? Ah, then mm. everybody will pressure, pressure, pressure the companies or the governments that mm-hmm. are emitting this greenhouse gas. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. It's actually an extension of the Global Methane Pledge signed by more than 100 countries since last year. Oh. And they want to cut this methane emission by mm. 30% over this decade. 
I see. Yeah, which is a goal that scientists say is crucial in everything climate change. Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so many things are crucial. Yeah. So while I was searching this, right, I came across quite a lot of good news mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. relevant to climate change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to share two more. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first one, right, is that the European Commission has announced mm-hmm. that they are proposing a ban on tiny toiletries in hotels. You know, the tiny toiletries. <laughs> yes, because it is a lot of one-use, single-use plastic. Correct. The tiny little plastic bottles of shampoo yep. and conditioner yep. and body body wash, is it? Yeah. That's one that's got hand lotion or some nonsense, Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, travel yeah. size ones, like, basically. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So the travel size ones that... Mm-hmm we want to buy to use and bring around that one still can yes it's just that they don't want to let the hotels give out that yeah it makes sense what they can have that full jug of it but because it's going to be in the hotel toilet right Mm. and then like it's meant for guests to use Mm. so what's the point of having the little bottles each time right by jug you mean dispenser right <laughs> like you don't literally mean like a freaking jug where the glass thing and you had to pour on the own body right yes 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 I mean a dispenser or a, like a giant bottle <laughs> yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so they are trying to get the hotels to switch to the refillable type I thought you want them to go back to like the 1600s or something where they have to like porcelain jug a pot yeah a whole pot of like rejuvenating body liquid and then it's like made of honey or something <laughs> yeah yeah so this mm. thing right is a campaign against mm. avoidable packaging mm, mm. yeah so that, that tiny little toiletries is considered avoidable, avoidable. packaging Indeed. yeah and they also want to ban like cafes and restaurants from serving dine-in customers on throwaway cups or plates mm. yeah and they also want to ban single-use fruit and vegetable packaging yes so like those, you know, the thing that is around the fruit, the webbing. Yes. <laughs> She's using that called? the hand to describe. It's a, just a styrofoam, la, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. a styrofoam net yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. used to like wrap one pear yeah, 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 or yeah, one yeah. apple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they want to try to get rid of that. Yeah. I always, un- I, what's the point of that? To protect the fruits from bruising, because when they bang on each other, they will bruise. Ma. Oh, I see. So okay. I guess next time... Uh-huh. If they want to use that thing, mm-hmm. they cannot use it one time. La. Oh. They have to collect back and then reuse. Use la. again. Mm. Uh. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So maybe next time, don't have one packet on packet of Kailan anymore. <laughs> it's like maybe you must use ribbon to tie or something. Oh, okay, know. okay. Yeah, I see it very often mm. uh, in other countries. Right? Yeah. Like they don't put into plastic, right? Yeah. But Singapore, we still got a long way to go. La. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, the other good news mm-hmm. is there's an initiative in the UK Mm. called fossil-free careers. Fossil-free careers. Mm. Okay, so careers that don't involve using fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's How? very difficult, right? So like, even if it's a car, you kind of have to use the fossil fuel, right? Unless it's an electric car. Mm. So, and then like, trains also, they use diesel, right? Diesel trains. Some. Mm-hmm. Some, but then quite a few have switched to electric, right? If I'm not mm-hmm. wrong. And then, I don't know, like, careers means what? Like, mm. like it's fully electric, I guess. You have to be. Career, eh? Car- yeah. Like, as in, like, even when you go into office or what, you need to, like, go there, right? 
how do you make it for so oh, free? Oh, you're thinking about the commute, is it? Yeah, the com- yeah, commute. Are you thinking about commuting <laughs> instead yeah. of a career? Commuting. You know what a career is? Or are you thinking about like a human carrier? Like the things you're describing sounds like carriers of humans. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about a career. <laughs> <laughs> No. You're trying to guess what this search term means, right? <laughs> Do you mean career or career? Like, career path, right? Like, yeah. I'll be an astronaut. C-A-R-E-E-R. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not career, not career. Yeah, like, so if you want to be an astronaut, then you want to work with the rocket ship, then it uses fossil fuels, then cannot lah. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Oh, yeah, correct lah. <laughs> but it's not so not so extreme lah, okay? So what the UK universities, they, what they want to do mm. is they want to ban fossil fuel companies from recruiting students through their career services. Oh. Yeah, so they actually block fossil fuel companies from career fairs and work placement. Mm. So they don't let the students have like an arranged like internship at these places. Mm, 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 so mm. it applies to oil, gas and mining companies that's good that's good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they don't have that first step into Mm. these companies right Mm. 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 and it's actually supported by a student-led group which is active in dozens of universities Mm. and backed by their national union of students and their universities and college union Mm. so it's like backed by a lot of people this is in the uk right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. just the professors, they all agree. In the universities in UK, mm-hmm. the student unions are quite strong. Mm. Yeah. You study in the UK, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They do a lot of activities and then they are very like in touch with the faculty also. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so they have power to influence some faculty decisions. Or rather, the faculty supports the student union. Actually, that's how school should be, what, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the faculty should want the best for the students, what? Mm, correct, correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, essentially, they want to make it difficult for the fossil fuel companies to hire young people and they want the future generations to make more meaningful career decisions. Yes. I think also, right, it's because uh, when these companies come to the career fairs, mm-hmm. I remember them coming to my school's career fair mm-hmm. and everybody was very attracted to their booths mm. because they promised very high salaries. Yes, yes. And then all of us have a student debt, like a school loan to pay off. Mm-hmm. That everybody wants to like try their luck with them, you know? Ah, understand. Mm. Yeah. They <laughs> offer very good benefits. They offer very good salaries to try to entice young and gullible minds into their companies. That's really bad. Yeah. So, <sighs> good job, UK. Mm. As of the end of 2022, four universities have signed and agreed to these fossil-free careers. Mm. Mm. So imagine thousands in each campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the students not only probably won't choose uh, careers that are in these like fossil fuel companies, mm-hmm. but also they are educated about this course, right? Mm. Yeah. Make the change. Let's just do it. Don't yes. Talk, talk, talk. Just for do. the future generations, we can do it. Make a better world. Heal the world. <laughs> Am I allowed to sing a line? Will we get like copyright strike? Yeah, I think one line is fine. <laughs> Alright. It is time for our special segment. Three things to Google from a friend. So Eliza, who is our contributor for this week? This week we have three festive search terms that I've collected over this festive period. 
Because it's festive season now. It's the time between Christmas and New Year. And we have learned that festivals are very important for humans. So yes, yes we should celebrate when there's a festival. We learned this, what, two Christmases ago, right? Something like that. <laughs> Around that time. Okay, well, anyway, the first one is from Brian. Mm-hmm. His search term is, Why does Santa come down the chimney? Good question. Mm-hmm. So difficult to come down the chimney, right? Yes. It's so, like, dirty. And in the winter, chimney has fires, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. how it come down? It's hot, what? It's hot, yeah. Then how? Okay, if for some reason there's no fire, uh-huh. Like, maybe they don't use fire anymore. They have the electric thermostat, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But his suit will be dirty, right? Yeah, exactly. Then and the next question is, he come down already, how he go back up? Ah, uh, correct. He must climb back up, uh. like is, wait, Spider-Man, is it? Is it because he <laughs> want to leave the Christmas presents by the Christmas tree? Uh-huh. That's why he need to come in through the chimney because he cannot open the door because it's locked. What? Why can't she go through the window? Maybe it's also locked there. Eh? Your window's not locked, man. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I stay 11 floors, so I don't lock my windows because I don't think any oh. human can come into my house. But we are kind of like talking about the American or like yeah. the Western house. But then, right? then again, my like... kind of house got no chimney. Lah. Exactly. I think if Santa wants to come into my house, he has to climb out the rubbish chute. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> he has to say hi to the cockroaches first. <laughs> yeah, HDB got no chimney. I only got rubbish chute. <laughs> Thing. I don't know. I always assume like it's a magical thing. Okay, we'll find out. Okay, let's find out. Okay, for those who believe in Santa, we have a mm-hmm. few reasons from yescentalisrael.com. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a legit website. And the reasons why Santa goes down the chimney is because Santa doesn't want to wake anyone up. Mm. Because he come at night. Mm. Yeah, then you're all sleeping, right? Mm. Then you don't want to knock on the door and disturb everybody. Oh. Mm. Then, if he come through the front door, then everyone welcome him and want to talk to him. Oh. Then it will delay his present giving time. Yeah, he has to do so many, right, in one night. Yeah, all the children in the world, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And then, Santa also don't want to break anybody's windows in case your window is locked. Like Jing An's house window is locked. <laughs> Yeah, he don't break my window. Yeah, so, mm, don't want. And then, Santa is famous for using the chimney. So oh. he already make it his, like, his signature thing. move. I see. So, like, you know, why not? Since Just I can do it. it and I got the magic to do it, mm. then why not use the chimney? I see, I see. Yeah, so that's for those who believe in Santa. Okay. Alright. PG version. So, <laughs> so, the PG version is over. So, for adults. Yeah, for adults, <laughs> we have a... Another answer. So apparently, other than Santa Claus, right? Actually, other magical spirits also appear through the chimney. This is in European folklore. Mm. We are Asian, so we don't really know their folklore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but now, we will find out. Mm. In European folklore, a lot of things go through the chimney. The chimney, right, is a <laughs> liminal space, right, that connect the natural and supernatural worlds. Yes, yes, yes. It's like, you know, the seven month then got the gate that can open. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, they also have gate, but their gate is in their house. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, so apparently it's because like this person, right? He was concerned that a lot of people think that those supernatural spirits, right, can actually go through walls, mm. and that one is like too much power for those supernatural things. Mm. So he say, okay, actually they appear through the chimney. Mm. Then it's like 
not so powerful. Yeah. yeah. They just like drop down through the chimney. Yes. Instead of they can go through walls. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. things that they believe can go through the chimney mm. is fairies, witches, goblins, elves, and general magical things. Mm. A nursery bogey called the Bodach that can sneak down the chimney and kidnap children. Okay. Like what? Okay. <laughs> So anyway, Santa Claus is based on Saint Nicholas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, this guy is like a patron saint of children. Yes. And also, he, like, he used to give money to the poor. Mm-hmm. And then he used to do it by throwing it through the window. Yeah, he would throw bags of gold eh, through the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this tale came from before chimneys were invented. Yeah, Saint so, Nicholas lived during the 3rd and 4th century, mm. which is 900 years before chimney was invented. That's why he had to use the window. Oh. He used the window for 900 years yes. until the chimney was invented. Then he used chimney. No, no, no. He must observe that the other, <laughs> other things use the chimney. Mm. Because mm. everybody believed other things go through the walls, but mm. then it was too powerful. Mm. So then these guys say, no, 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 actually they go through the chimney. Santa observed them oh, go through the chimney. He also... Yeah, then he also, yeah, hey, okay. we all can use this special chimney thing and then uh, they have okay, Santa okay. is like, okay, I'll follow. Okay, okay, okay. So there was a period of time, right, between the 1500s and 1800s, right? Uh-huh. Where he used a chimney, right? He never go down the chimney. He just throw the present down the chimney only. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in 1800s mm. when this writer write about St. Nicholas. Oh. Yeah. Then he added this first known reference of St. Nicholas rattling down the chimney himself. With a bound. Yeah, rather than dropping the presents down. That's how he go out of it. And then after that, he rise up the chimney after he deliver his gifts. Uh-huh. Which is from the famous poem known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Ah. Which is what Santa Claus is based on, basically. Ah. Okay, moving on. Okay. The second one is from my dad. Mm-hmm. It's related to an uh, Asian festival. Asian festival. Mm. That is happening in this period. Yes. Tongzi. Ah. What's the English word for Tongzi? Winter solstice. Correct. His search term is, why must we eat tang yuans during Tongzi? Because tang yuan, the words, is, mm-hmm. it means the, that dumpling, right? Which has the sweet feeling inside. It sounds like tuan yuan in Chinese. That's not what my dad said. <laughs> my dad said it has something to do with kitchen god. Really? I don't know. So, Tuan Yuan means reunion, basically. So Tang Yuan, mm. right, is the glutinous rice balls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then sometimes they have filling inside, then yeah. sometimes they don't. Uh-huh. Right? Some sticky ball thing, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And then you say that it's because the word Tang Yuan sounds like Tuan Yuan. Which is reunion. reunion. Yeah. But the theory that my dad gave is something to do with a kitchen god. Okay. I didn't even know that there was a kitchen god. I also didn't know there's a kitchen god. I thought kitchen god is a Stephen Chow movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Chu Shen. Yeah, he's talking about the Stephen Chow movie. <laughs> then he's like, no. Then he said, you don't know this story, man. I'm like, what story? He said, kitchen god need to go to heaven to talk to Jade Emperor. Okay. Then? I'm like, talk about what? Then he said, report lah, report about humans lah. Oh, okay. Then okay. I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, so what has he got to do with Tang Yuan? Then he said, the humans don't want the kitchen god to talk nonsense to the Jade Emperor. Uh-huh. Like, the humans don't want kitchen god to report that the humans were bad. So it's bribery, la, is it? 
Yeah, so they treated the kitchen god to eat the tang yuan. Bribery. <laughs> it was very sticky. So it stuck his mouth together. Oh. Then when he went up to the jade emperor, then he cannot talk. Oh my gosh. Because his mouth was sealed shut by the glutinous rice balls. No wonder it's so sticky. Is it like that? I don't know what is real. I also don't know. I have never heard of this story before. Me neither. <laughs> Let's find out. Okay, so I was right. Mm-hmm. The Wikipedia page for Tang Yuan, okay? Mm-hmm. It says, Tang Yuan is traditionally eaten during Lantern Festival. I didn't know we eat that on Lantern Festival, but okay. Because its name is a homophone for union. Tuan Yuan. Mm-hmm. So it symbolizes togetherness and completeness. So this dish is also served at weddings, family reunions, Chinese New Year, and Tong Zhi. Mm. It's because Tong Zhi is a family get-together thing. So when family get-together, we eat dumplings, the Tang Yuan. Tang Yuan, this word, right? Yes. The literal translation is soup, ball. Tang is soup. Yeah. And ball, because this ball is cooked in soup. Mm-hmm. Like some sweet soup, right? Yeah. Then Tong Zhi, mm. it actually means winter's extreme. Mm-hmm. Like the extreme day of the winter. winter. Yeah, the longest... Is it the longest night of the winter? It's meant to be lah. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that is traditionally why we know we eat it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was researching the kitchen god part of it. Kitchen god, yes. I'm like, who is this kitchen god and how have I not heard of him before? <laughs> okay. Kitchen god has a name. Okay. His name is Zhao Jin or Zhao Shen. Yeah. Which means stove master. Yes. Or stove deity. Yes. And he is actually recognized in Chinese folk religion and Chinese mythology and Taoism. Oh. So you have to be like either Taoist or Chinese or you have to practice the Chinese folk religion to know this god. It's very interesting that Asian people, mm-hmm. Chinese people, mm. are so into food. But I've never heard of this kitchen god. Mm. Like, I guess you need to be from the tradition that practices this religion, right? Yeah. Then you will know this god. Okay. Mm. But like, for example, my mom also prays to the Taoist god sometimes. Mm. So I'm like quite familiar with some of the Taoist uh, gods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I've never heard of this one. Well, now you know. Yeah. Later you ask your mom, she sure know one. Okay, sure. So it is believed that on the 23rd day of the 12th lunar month, uh-huh. just before Chinese New Year, la, yes. the kitchen deity actually returns to heaven to report the activities of every household <gasps> over the past year wow. to Yu Huang Da Di, which is the Jade Emperor. Mm. So it really has to make a New Year report. Le. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then the report. Jade Emperor, mm. right? who is the emperor of the heavens, mm-hmm. will decide whether he wants to reward or punish the family based on Zhao Jin's yearly report. Okay. So he's just like in the kitchen. Yeah. Watching you, you know. <laughs> he's like center. La. You know center has the naughty and nice list, right? Yes, yes, yes. So he is center. He's making the naughty and nice list. Oh. Then he'll report to somebody. So just like we give center cookies... Uh-huh. We give the kitchen god dumplings. Yeah. It's bribery. So I'm reading it. They don't really give it dumplings. Yeah. Because they have traditionally, la, okay? Uh-huh. Every Chinese household, they will have a paper effigy or a plug or a statue of uh-huh. Zhao Jin. Uh-huh. Okay? And 
they will put it above the fireplace in the kitchen where they cook. Ah, okay. So what they do, right, is they will offer him food and incense on his birthday and also on the 23rd day or 24th day or 25th day of the 12th lunar month. Oh, got three choice. Okay. Yeah, which marks his return to heaven to give his new year report. Oh. Yeah, but the 23rd, 24th or 25th, right, will depend on uh, what is your profession, Huh? Oh. Yeah, if you are Guan, which is a feudal official, then you will make the offerings on 23rd. Oh. If you are a common person, then you make the offering on the 24th. Then if you are a coastal fishing person, then you make it on the 25th. Oh. Don't know. Don't know why like that, but. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, then some people say it's not like that. Some people say it depends on which part of China you come from. Oh. Yeah, so certain people will celebrate it on 23rd, certain people will celebrate on 24th. Well, whatever it is, on this day, the lips of Zhao Jin's paper effigy or statue mm-hmm. is often smeared with honey to sweeten his words oh to the God, Jade Emperor that's so funny. or to keep his lips stuck together. Oh, okay. So that's where it comes from. Mm. I see, I see. Mm. Then after this, right, they will burn it. Oh my gosh. If it's a paper effigy, they'll burn it. Or if not, then they will like do something to the statue lah. You know? I mean, they burn it mean, means what? Like, they don't like or, or what? Or just burn because there's a new one. Apparently, they have to replace it on New Year's Day. Oh, okay, Then okay, they okay. will light some firecrackers mm. uh, to speed his way up to heaven. Oh, okay. I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's his way of going up to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he to, to burn it. Oh, okay, To okay, okay. send him to okay, the heavens. Okay, okay, okay. Understand, understand. <laughs> so, he can make his report. Yes, okay. yes, yes. But mm. then, you already smear his lips already. Yes. So, he cannot really talk. Or... He, he can only talk sweet sweetly. things. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why so dubious? Uh? Okay. <laughs> and also, it is a time for a fresh beginning for the families. Because mm. besides uh, doing this for the kitchen god, they also will they also will come together to do a thorough house cleaning and a yard cleaning. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Quite cool. Uh? Interesting. All right. What's the next search term? Okay, so the last search term is from Xiaomin. Mm-hmm. And her search term is, can we give chopsticks to people as presents? Oh, good question. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, does it have any superstitious connotations? Mm. Like maybe because chopsticks look like jaw sticks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it okay to give people chopsticks? Mm. Like in Singapore, we say this like this word called pantang, right? Which is mm. like superstitious mm. <laughs> yeah so like somebody is like very uh, superstitious then you have to be like uh, careful yes. what gift you give yes. to this person yes yeah. so I think she was considering to buy a pair of chopsticks as a gift Mm-mm-mm. like a pair of honoured chopsticks yes and then it's like hmm is this appropriate yes indeed okay Okay. Let's what's see. the answer okay so I think it's quite clear the answer is what I thought it was what because kuaizi right mm. The word kuaizi mm. sounds like kuaidian yu haizi. So, which means? <laughs> which means faster have children. Yes. Okay. So, it's a common gift given to wedding couples mm-hmm. or a housewarming gift. Oh. Which makes sense, right? Then they can use it, right? Mm. Yeah. So, the kuai word also is the same as kuai le, right? Which is happy. Mm, happiness or joy, yeah, right? happiness or joy. So mm-hmm. it's a very common uh, gift 
that people give newlywed couples, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I just realized that there's a bunch of things that we are not supposed to give mm-hmm. to Chinese people. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm Chinese. <laughs> okay. So is it like, I don't even know that these things are not supposed to be given to me. Okay, let me, uh, uh, let me list it to you. Okay. The first one is sharp objects like scissors or knives. Oh. Apparently, if you give it to somebody, yeah. they suggest that you want to sever the friendship or relationship. Oh, I see. You so you can only buy this? these things for yourself. Lah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they say that instead of buying a sharp object, uh-huh. uh, you can buy a set of cutlery. So there's, it's not just the knives, oh. there's other stuff. Okay, okay. Or chopsticks. Yes. Ah, good. So they <laughs> actually suggest you chopsticks to buy that instead. Good gift, good gift. Mm. Mm. Okay, the second thing is anything that has the number four. <sighs> like what? <laughs> what thing got number four? I don't know anything. Or oh, four of a thing, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like a uh, gift that are in multiples of four. Like oh. uh, some kind of candle set or something, but there's four pieces. But like, for example, the mooncake is always in four. <sighs> That's a social for another day. <laughs> Shoes. They say mm. that you cannot give it to a significant other. If not, your chase them away. Ask them to go away. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Your partner will run away. Mm. What? Mm. Handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs. Yes, yes. Why? You know me? I don't know. It says Song Jing sounds like Tuan Gen. <laughs> a farewell greeting. It means a symbol of goodbye forever. Oh. Cannot give clocks. Cannot give clocks. Yeah, because Song Zhong right means like. When you say song zhong, it means like when it's in somebody's funeral and then you say your final farewell to this person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You cannot give pears. Why? Pear as in the fruit pear. Yeah, why? Because li? pears is li, sounds like li, oh, leaving. Leaving, yeah, oh, parting. Okay, okay. okay. Huh? <laughs> uh, chrysanthemum flowers. Oh yes, that is a no-no. Because it's a funeral <laughs> flower, right? Yeah, funeral flower. Oh, cannot give umbrellas. Oh. Because sun sounds like sun, which oh, is breaking up. Yeah, like yeah, the relationship yeah. will disintegrate. Oh. Ay, yo, so many things. Cannot and give o- mirror also. And all of them are related to like homophones. Yeah. <laughs> what, is <laughs> it Chinese people like wordplay very much? Yes, yes. And then I they just so. like read too much into it. And yes, it's like, yes. oh no, bad luck. Yes, yes. <laughs> mirror, mirror. Mirror because when it breaks, is it then not good or what? Yeah, yeah. When it breaks, then it's bad luck. And also, apparently, mirrors attract ghosts. Oh, well, okay. Is that where they live or something? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what's all this nonsense. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, this one. A lot of people like to do a Christmas gift exchange. What? It's actually, Chinese people don't like or find it uh, inauspicious. Oh. Candles. Oh, right. A lot of people like to do gift exchange and they like to give candles. candles. Because when you light a candle for someone, the person is dead. Lah. Yes, <laughs> in the Asian tradition. But for Western people, it's like, oh, so fragrant. Oh, okay. Aromatherapy. Well, okay. Whatever floats your boat. Lah, okay. Okay. It's like different people got different culture. Like they don't mean it when they give you something nice. Okay. Okay. I'm very amused by this. Okay. There's like <laughs> one whole list. There's at least like 50 things on this list. Okay. I'm done with this. Okay. Moral of the story is you can give chopsticks. Alright. <laughs> That's can what we, we learned. Yes. <laughs> good. Chopsticks are a good gift. Good job. <laughs> Alright. That's the end of our special segment. Okay. So, Jingan. 
What is your good news of the year? Yes, my good news is very similar to your good news. Huh? It's also about climate change. Yes, the hot topic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hot indeed. topic, hot topic. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hot topic of the year. Indeed, indeed. Mm. And as it should be, okay? Mm. Yes, so my good news is... 194,000 kilograms of plastic trash was cleared from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Yay! Yes. Okay, so actually this is like the first fact that I want to kind of like tell everybody that, oh yeah, good news. Mm. But actually it's a much bigger topic. Mm. So it's about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, right? Yeah. So hey, that was going to be one of my search terms, GPGP. I want to ask you to guess what is it? Oh, what it stands for? Interesting. Great interesting. Pacific Garbage Patch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So do you know about it? Like, what it is? It's a very big patch of garbage, though. Yeah. Okay. In the Pacific Ocean. Yes. Okay, mm. so it is actually only one of five areas in the world, mm. in the ocean, mm. where because of the way the ocean currents travel, these are called gyres, uh, the plastic or marine debris gets stuck floating around in the middle of the sea. Oh. So it's like a bit like a spiral kind of thing. That's it's why like it gets stuck. kind of thing. Mm, mm, mm. But then it just all floats on the surface and Correct. be stuck at the area. Oh. Correct. So, so there's actually five great garbage patches. Yes. Oh my goodness. So and this, this particular one, one mm-hmm. this particular one is the one between America and Japan. Mm. Yeah. So that's why it's the Pacific. Mm. Ocean one, la, okay. Mm. So the idea of the garbage patch, right? It makes you think that it is like an island, mm. and then like there's a giant heap of trash, and then we have to like kind of like drive our boat up to it, and then like take out all the trash, right? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But that's not the case. Mm. It's actually like a soup of a lot of plastics floating in it, eee. and then like they're not even that close to each other. And then mm. most of it is like microplastics, which is like yes, very tiny yes, pieces very of plastic. Tiny. Mm. And it's so hard to detect and even like pick up. Mm. So that's the problem because it's so hard to track with satellite imagery, mm-hmm. which helps the scientists know where to go to collect all this trash, right? Mm. So what they do is that they actually place trackers on like floating uh, debris, especially mm-hmm. the big ones, mm-hmm. and they track the plastic to find out where it goes. Mm. So like, at least they will know, oh, actually this trash from, let's say, Japan, Uh and then it floated somewhere near uh, Hawaii or something. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, that's how it got there. And then like... Who contribute to that, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. also they can tell where most of the plastics will... Mm. so-called accumulate. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's where they will focus their efforts, right? Mm-hmm. To clean up. So that's quite interesting. And how I came across this was actually four years ago, I watched this video by this organization called Ocean Cleanup. And basically they study this whole situation and they attempt to drag these giant nets. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you've seen this video of these two boats dragging this very giant net. And it's quite cleverly designed. Uh, across the ocean to clean up the plastic that gets stuck in the garbage patches. Mm -hmm. So it's basically most of the ones that are floating uh, near the surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so far they have managed to fish up 194,000 kgs worth of plastic Mm. from the ocean. Mm. Yeah, which is quite amazing. Yes. So when I first came across their video, I was like quite interested in how the mechanics work, like the design, right? Mm -hmm. And like, how did they not catch fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, along yeah. with all their, the plastic debris, right? Yes. So actually, it's number one, the ships are very slow. 
Okay. They're moving very slowly. And the nets are designed in a way that the fish has like many, many opportunities to escape. Okay. From this like giant plastic heap that they are accumulating at the end of their net. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a big, white, shallow net. And then it all goes into this long tunnel okay, at the okay. end. Yes. Yeah. So that's how they kind of like uh, drag the thing through the ocean and guide the plastics to go into their final uh. retention zone, they call it. Uh. Yeah. But I guess it also depends on the fish. What? If the fish is like very stupid, then too bad. Lor. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, four years later, from the first time I watched the video, this organization mm-hmm. are still sticking to it and getting better and better at hauling all that plastic out of the ocean. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. amount of plastic pollution in the sea is actually getting to very dangerous levels. Mm. The amount of plastic in the sea might be equal to the amount of fish. What? Equal. eh. Equal. (laughs) One is to one. (laughs) Yeah, so there's actually plastic on the surface of the oceans, Mm -hmm. plastic on the sea floors and sediments, Mm -hmm. and also plastic near the shores. Mm. Right? So actually, I want to highlight the plastic near the shores thing. Mm-hmm. Because while they were collecting right the plastic on the surface of the oceans, they realized mm. that quite a few of them were very old. And they were like plastics that are dating to the 1970s. Mm. Then the plastic in the sediment and the plastic that has sunk to the seafloor are mostly there because the organisms have grown on them. Oh. So it takes a while for them to like really sink to the bottom and become sediment, right? Ah, so mm-hmm. what about the new plastics? Where are they? They are on the Floating, shore. Uh. Because... They're on the shore. Yeah, they are okay, mostly okay. on the shore. Mm-hmm. So actually research has shown that the plastic objects found along the coastlines, they have more recent production dates than the ones found in the open sea. So these oh. plastic objects actually keep getting washed up on beaches, up and down to the seafloor, and even travel along the coastlines. Mm. So all of this like rubbing and friction, and then the plastic itself will keep degrading, right? Mm-hmm. And then it keep on releasing the microplastics and the fragments into the ocean. Yes. And it makes it much harder to remove and like clean up. Mm. So that's why like, the beach cleanups are very important and it's like very important for us to remove any trash that we find mm. on the beaches. Mm. Yeah. So there's this other organization called the Ocean Conservancy. They actually run different types of cleanups and they get volunteers to come in also. And they actually estimated that they removed about 2 million kgs of coastal debris mm-hmm. and this has uh this was in 2021 because they haven't uh, released their report for this year yet. Okay, okay. So it will be released next year. Mm. Yeah, so I even found out that there was a beach cleanup in Singapore at East Coast Park and then they picked up about like 90 kgs worth of trash in like a day. Wow. Yeah. So actually there's quite a bit of pushback like regarding that open ocean cleanup, mm-hmm. that organization la, that they keep saying that it's like a load of PR nonsense. And the videos that they produce might be staged. Okay. Yes, but I think that at the very least, it has educated me about plastics pollution in the sea mm-hmm. and also helped me find out more about it. Mm-hmm. And also like, I'm quite inspired to like do my part for the planet and learn more about it also. Yes. Yeah. So even if it's staged, it still helps you learn about this issue mm. and it raises awareness for this issue. Yes, indeed. Mm. So, yeah. I think everybody should be more encouraged 
to do their little part. And I think if we keep feeling like very helpless about the issue, right, it's actually not going to help the issue. Mm. So if you feel like you should do something, just go and do it. Mm. Yeah. So since you're talking about this, right? Yes. I want to tell you a good news that I found that didn't make it to my part of the good news. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good news segment. Uh-huh. But I found something that's quite interesting to, uh, that's related to microplastics. Uh-huh. Is that scientists think that egg whites could be the key mm-hmm. to removing microplastics from seawater. Oh. Mm. So they have managed to develop some kind of egg-based aerogel uh-huh. that can clean the water without hurting the environment. Yes. These are Princeton researchers. Mm. Yeah, so they created... <sighs> the best way to describe it is a lightweight porous aerogel. Ah. That essentially is what you get when you freeze-dry and superheat the whites in an oxygen-free space. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Interesting. There's something about the molecular structure of the proteins and carbon fibers and whatnot mm. can help to remove 99% of tiny plastics from water. Oh, wow. Egg mm. whites, eh? Mm. Interesting. And it is cheap to make and it won't consume a lot of energy or excess water. Mm. That's important. Mm. Yes, because they don't want to do the opposite, right? While trying to degrade the plastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, while researching a lot of this good news, right? Mm. Um, I came across quite a few issues and people battling against the issues and like winning their battles, right? Mm. And I think that actually our, our news news, like our normal mm-hmm. news, don't really highlight all these things mm. a lot. Mm. But while reading through all these good news, you kind of see that, oh, Actually, there are many people that are fighting the battle on whichever issue because the, the world has so many issues, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they are all trying to do their part and then win a little bit, right? Mm. And actually, everybody coming together to win that little bit for the different issues is just making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And for example, you see like the this marine debris issue, right? It's just one thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then of course, there are other things in the ocean. For example, there are sea creatures that we want to preserve mm. and like humpback whales for example mm-hmm. there's this like the the largest um sea transport um system mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. Uh, it's called msg if i'm not wrong mediterranean shipping something mm-hmm. yeah anyway they changed their shipping route so that they can crash into humpback whales less and wow yeah okay <laughs> So, because researchers actually uh, went to research how much it would reduce the risk mm. of like cr- crashing into them, and it was like 95%. Wow. So they're like, okay, fine, we'll change the route. Because yeah. they can't convince the humpback whale to change the swimming route. Exactly. So they decided that, you know, the humans should change the route. Then yeah. they asked the humans, you all want to change the route? Then the humans <laughs> are like, might as well. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Tiana is in her PSA uh, mode again. Oh, sorry. What better time than the good news of 2022 episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to exalt the importance of improving the world. Indeed. For the betterment of humanity. Yes. cock a doo doo Wake up, everybody. Oh, so that was... <laughs> Oh, I get it now. I reached the end of the episode. Then I understand why the why the intro has cockadoodle do in yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's your cry for everyone to wake up their ideas. Indeed. 
Okay. Wake up call. <laughs> okay, we've reached the end. Okay, we've reached the almost end of our podcast. And now it is time for... One thing to recommend. My recommendation for this week is... Your recommendation to me, actually. Oh, really? It's Patty LaBelle's Where Are My Background Singers? <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. I it's... watched it at least three times the first time I watched it. <laughs> Do you watch it every year? No. Apparently, some people watch it every year. Oh, it's like it's, a it's tradition. It's their yearly tradition. I just found it this year. Ah. Yeah. It's a performance that she did in 1996 at the National Tree Lighting Ceremony on national TV in America. Yes. So this lady, mm. she's a professional singer. Yeah. She was tasked to sing this song on TV. Yeah. And everything that can go wrong... Went wrong. Went wrong. Yeah, her cue cards were out of order. Her backup singers were missing. <laughs> then she just had to get through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very disastrously. I love it so much. Mm. It's my favourite. all over the internet now. I think uh, TikTok was the one that introduced it to you, is it? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's going viral again because it's the festive period. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's the best. Alright, my recommendation for this week is... Comedy Wildlife Photography Awards. Basically, it's what it sounds like. Excuse me, that's going to be my one more thing. Oh no. <laughs> okay, never mind, you continue first. After so many episodes, we finally have a thing that clashes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, present, present, present. Yeah, it's professionally taken hilarious photos of animals. Mm. So like, what's not to love about it? Mm-hmm. And this year's winner is this picture of a lion cub bonking his head on a tree trunk while falling out of the tree. Mm. Then the caption of the photo is, not so cat-like reflexes. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I saw it. We can put the picture on our social media. <laughs> yes, and it's by this person called Jennifer Hadley. Mm. Yeah, anyway, just w- go and look at the website. Yeah. Look at uh, all the photos. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that the judges are photographers, comedians, TV presenters, and conservationists. Mm-mm-mm. So actually, they donate 10% of their net revenue to conservation organizations. Ah. Yeah. So, um... The founders are wildlife photographers. See now how you present. Oh, thanks. Yeah. The founders are wildlife photographers themselves. Mm-hmm. And they started this competition because they realized that, you know, people always get bombarded with images of wildlife or habitats that are suffering, mm. which makes them like tune out or desensitized. Mm. So they thought that, you know, maybe they can use humor mm. to make people care more about the environment instead. Ah, yes. Yeah. So whether it is uh, joining their photography competition Mm -hmm. or buying their merch or Mm -hmm. even sharing their content like Mm -hmm. how we are doing now, Mm -hmm. it actually gets the conversation going. Yes. Yeah. Good. Love it. We've reached the end of this week's podcast. Thank you, Eliza, for making this podcast with me. And thank you, Jingan, for doing this podcast with me. If you have Googled anything interesting lately, you can drop us a DM or comment on any of our social media accounts and we'll search it up on the show. You can also follow us on our Twitter, Instagram or on our Facebook page where we post images of some of the things that we talked about today. You can also help share our show with your friends that might enjoy a comedy trivia podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon page and give us a small contribution to help us keep the show running. And now, we're off the record. One more thing. A Patreon-only podcast called... One more thing. So, see you there. Live and cockle doodle doos. I'm Jingan. 
You are the one who said you wanted this. I never say cockadoodle doos, or I say a cacophony of cockadoodle doos. No. Yes. A cacophony again. Cacophony. Cacophony. What is point my intro? Is here. Sorry, sorry.